Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today I want to talk about a writer's retreat I went to recently in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So it all started with my bookstagram friend, Maya, who was doing an Instagram Live with Alka Joshi. I mean, the Alka Joshi, the author of The Hen Artist and The Secret Keeper of Jaipur, the New York Times bestselling author, the author whose book got picked for Reese Book Club. Yeah, that Alka Joshi. I was all like, Maya, you have to tell me how to contact her so she can be on my podcast. Well, you all know how that went down because I did contact her and my conversation with her is already recorded and out. It's the first episode of the season, so it's season four, episode one. But anyway, after that, I would message Alka ever so often. I can't recall what I messaged her, but must have been about writing. But I remember one thing she told me. She said a person needs to invest in themselves if they want to grow. Like, I should pay to get a good editor. Basically, I should be willing to invest in myself and my work. I heard her and it was at the back of my mind. Sure, I needed to get my book going and I would pay an editor when I was ready, but I wasn't there yet. Anyway, I followed Alka on both Facebook and Instagram and she posted about a writer's retreat that she was going to where she was one of the faculty mentors. Now, it has been my dream to attend a writer's retreat and so... I signed up. Signing up was easy. I mean, I was excited and all that, gave my credit card number, checked the refund policy in case of emergency, and I was set. Except I wasn't. The moment I paid, I was filled with a sense of dread and doubt. Like, what was I doing? Who was I to go to a writer's conference? I mean, I'm a nobody. I should back out now. My husband was like, you have always wanted to go to a writer's retreat. Go. My friend Erin was also supportive and was like, you need to go. And you are a writer. And my internal self-talk was like, what the flip? This is going to be the biggest mistake of my life. This is going to be an expensive mistake. And I started thinking about all the expensive mistakes I have made in the past And about how, if you don't take a chance, you'll regret it. Well, I have to say something about regret. How can I regret something? I don't know. But knowing what I know now, if I would have backed out, it would have been a huge mistake in my author wannabe career. But that's putting the cart before the horse. Anyway, I sign up. I buy the airline tickets. I'm going. Breathe. Just breathe. It's going to be okay. And then next thing I know, I'm flying to Albuquerque Airport and everything goes well. My luggage is fourth off the carousel. and My shuttle was right on time. It was all good. And soon I find myself at the La Fonda Hotel at noon. Check-in was at 3 p.m., Check-in desk took a million years, not literally. They took about 45 minutes. It was crazy. But they found me a room, and there I was. No going back now. 
conference registration was at 4.30 and I think I was one of the first to register. They gave me a folder. I go upstairs to my room, put it away and decide to wander down to the lobby where I see a couple of women sitting there with folders. Oh, they must be at the retreat. I introduce myself and we talk about what we were writing and how we found out about the retreat. Let me back up a bit. A week or so before the retreat, I was checking my email and there was an email from the retreat that a woman by the name of Rebecca Bloom was offering an hour of her time free to edit your work. Only a few people could get in. Time stamp on that email was like 7 p.m. And the time when I was reading the email was 8.20 p.m., I think. Great, I already must have missed my opportunity, but I replied immediately asking if there was a spot or if it was all filled. Well, Rebecca was super sweet and messaged me the next day and we figured out a spot. And then I emailed her the first two chapters of my book and was bracing for a scathing edit. Of course, it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, she was going to say, quit writing. Why are you here? You are wasting my time. But I couldn't worry about it. I mean, I'd sent the work and done. Let's get back to the lobby of where I met these women with the folders. They had these super cool Her Spirit purple masks, and I was like, where did you guys get that? I was wondering if it was for sale because it had the Her Spirit logo for the retreat. It was so cool, but anyway, they explained about how I needed to register, and what had happened was that since I was the first to register, they hadn't even opened the registrant gifts yet. We all got cool purple masks, a purple blanket, but I digress. I'm talking with these two women and a third one joins in. They were like, what is your book about? So each of us took a turn talking about our book. And then we talked about how and why we were there. Two of the women said they were there because of Rebecca Bloom. Light bulb went off, Rebecca Bloom. She offered to edit people's works and I signed up and we have a session. Now, before I continue, I do want to say that the retreat was at the end of October, and I've been very busy since, so I'm going by memory. That's a little over a month old. Okay, so here I am talking to these women, and they were like, oh my gosh, you will love Rebecca. She's awesome. She's amazing. I cannot wait for you to have your session with her. And deep down, I'm thinking, you guys are so crazy. And sure, she's all that, but she's also going to hate my work. Of course, I don't say that, but I'm thinking it. Anyway, we are just talking. And one of the women goes, wait, you are the one Rebecca talked to me about. Huh? Your story. Rebecca told me she read a story and it was your story that you just told us. Oh, I guess that's good. I'm going to be honest. I'm not looking for a compliment here because you have to understand my level of writing insecurity. The sense of suckiness that was just poisoning my system, came alive and I'm thinking, oh, Rebecca mentioned my story because it must have been so awful that you tell someone how not to write. Like this person wrote the story and it was painful. Like, I don't know. And later that day, I narrate the story about how this Rebecca character told this woman about my book. And I'm asking my husband if that's good. And I think... I'm asking Erin, I can't recall, and they both must have thought I was insane. Of course it's good. Why would someone mention your story if it wasn't good? 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that happened. After that, I did meet Rebecca before our session, and I ran into her on and off, and I just felt the tension build up within me. But let's get back to the first evening. That evening was the welcome reception, and mingling, I met Alka there for the first time in person. She was warm, friendly, and it was a bit surreal for me that I was in the presence of a New York Times bestselling author. Like, wow, right? Of course, I mingled a little bit. I'll be honest, I'm a huge introvert. And granted, this place is filled with writers and hence introverts, but I felt everyone knew someone there. The only person I knew, as in did a podcast with, was Alka, but she's a celeb. I hung out with her for a bit and tried to mingle and felt awkward as hell. And then we went to the next room to have the main organizers, Deb Engel and Amy Ferris, to start the meeting. And Beth Broday gave the keynote speech. Now, I'm listening to this keynote. I remember one thing clearly. Beth said that she had to fly to Florida to shoot a music video with this kid who called himself Prince, and he was apparently shooting a music video for Little Red Corvette. And it was then at that moment when it hit me. Shit. These people here are way beyond my league. I'm in the wrong place. One of the organizers acted in the show Friends. I've never watched the show, but I know what that means. And suddenly... I'm feeling in over my head. Breathe, Shanaz, breathe. One of the faculty members was an animator for Disney and a key story artist for Lion King and Mulan. And anyway, you get the picture. These are celebs that are on the stage. Who am I kidding? I'm a bit starstruck, but I'm also confused. I'm a novelist. You have creatives here who are script writers, and I'm once again wondering if this retreat is for me. They go over structure, they go over what courses, what rooms, and at the end of the evening's keynote, I go back to my room, and as overwhelmed and confused as I was, I looked at my little folder, took a deep breath, and decided on the courses I wanted to take. Oh, I must make a quick aside. When I met uh, Deborah Engel, she told me that she liked my podcast. Which episode did you listen to? The one with Alka Joshi. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, for that, right? Um, that's something. Does that make me belong here? Don't know, but it felt like something good. Okay, so friends, this is how it all started. I was able to attend the courses I wanted. I have to say that sitting through Julie Kentrell's course and writing was an eye-opening experience for me. I have heard all through my writing life, show, don't tell. And I was like a kid on Christmas after Julie's course. I called my husband and explained the process of how Julie explained it and how I wrote and how it all made sense. I mean, I get it now. Show, don't tell. I felt I had an actionable item to work on with my own work. I think I ended up taking all of Julie's courses. I remember completely breaking down and crying in Julie's class as I read my limiting beliefs. The weight of what I've told myself about how pathetic I am and how I'll never make it as a writer and all that stuff. I get the message. Writing is hard. So very hard. Why do we make it harder with our self-limiting beliefs? It was a valid exercise to throw out those negative thoughts that haunt you and to just write. 
but it's hard. Anyway, since this was a three-day retreat between courses and breakfast and lunch, my goal was to ask Alka if she would read my book and work with me. So I finally got the opportunity to ask. She was upfront that she couldn't and she was very busy as most authors are, but she did offer to go on a walk with me and she sent me some contacts. So I went on a walk with Alka through downtown Santa Fe. We walked through this one yard where Alka pointed at some large doors stacked up against a wall and how beautiful those doors were. Now I understand when Alka talks about observing everything around you. Yes, the doors were gorgeous. How did I not notice? Anyway, we stopped for ice cream and we talked shop. We talked writing, we talked books. She told me she loved the book Salt Houses. And I remember that name and I told her I hadn't read that book, but I'd read another book by Hala Alian called The Arsonist City and how I had Hala on my podcast and she was a total delight. And anyway, I came back to the hotel room and I was talking to my husband and I said, very matter of fact, oh, I was doing ice cream with Alka. And my husband says, Oh, it's Alka now, huh? I hadn't realized that in the process of being with her somewhere, I stopped using her full name in conversation. So instead of saying I went to ice cream with Alka Joshi, it was just Alka. She became a person and a wonderful one at that. So yes, she's Alka now. I know I've been calling her that through this podcast. But anyway, back to the Rebecca story. I did meet her on and off. She said she was excited to talk to me, and I told her that I was nervous as hell to talk to her. We had to change our meeting time, but then the fateful morning of my meeting with Rebecca came. Took a deep breath and walked in the room. I have never gone into a boxing ring expecting to be knocked out punched, but that's how it felt. If she said she hated my work, I would hear her out and go from there. Although I didn't know where, but... Anyway, here's how I recollect my conversation with Rebecca. Her first question to me was, why do you think you can't write? I was stunned. I was stammering. I didn't expect that question, but this was our one hour and I needed to be honest. So I said, uh, 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 because of all those wonderful books out there. And then there's this. I pointed to the 20 pages she had with her and She said, very matter of fact, that's editing. Anything else? No. Okay, she says. And then she tells me that she's glad to know me because she can say she knew me when. And she said to me that my book, well, the first two chapters were great. Well, 80% edited, but needed about 20% more work. That's just the first two chapters. She gave me hope, a lot of hope hope. And for that, I will be eternally grateful because we can all use some positivity and hope in our lives. I have been in touch with her since the retreat, just as friends. She's still as wonderful as when I met her. She's still as positive and hopeful as the person I met there. More about the retreat. I attended Alka's course, which was very informative. More information than when we went to ice cream. I took notes. I got to meet the writer of Sleepless in Seattle, Jeff Arch. He wrote a novel and gave me a copy in his private email so I could read his book and have him on my podcast. So it's the end of the year, trying to get through my reading goals, and then I'll focus on his book, Attachments. I met one of the main creators of the Story Summit writing group, and I didn't know who he was, and we got off on a rocky start. But 
apparently he's a celeb also. Everyone there was practically a celeb. It was a crazy time. I came back from the conference on a high. Like I felt like I was on drugs. I felt like I could conquer the world. I felt my writing was great. I felt I had hope. I felt my book had a real shot at the Reese Witherspoon Fellowship. And then when the winners were announced, I can feel that exercise from the retreat come back to me. All my self-limiting beliefs, all my hopelessness. And while I was wallowing in my pity party, I decided that I had to get off my butt and at least get this podcast done. I couldn't sit and just be sad. So while I'm working through this podcast and going through my thoughts of the retreat, I'm reminded that maybe there is still hope. Maybe I just need to focus on the lessons of the retreat. Maybe I should just focus on the writing. If I have a book at the end of it, so be it. If I don't, well, I don't then. I can't control outcome, but I can control what I do and what I choose to do. So I need to get done with this episode and get to reading so I can make my 2021 reading goals. I'm at 97 books at the time of this recording, three more books to get done before the end of the year. I am hopeful I need to carry the hope with me to the next year. And I don't have much else to say for this episode. As far as upcoming episodes, well, I have to work on the book club episode and there's end of month and end of year and I'm sorting through all that. And uh, before I go, I want to let you all know that I'm an affiliate for Libra FM. So if you're looking for a gift for your loved ones, look no further. No supply chain issues here. You can buy a Libra FM audiobook membership and I'll add the link in the bio. And I'll add the other usual links also about how to contact me and all that jazz. The opening and closing music for this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>